Hey there, fellow dreamers and future entrepreneurs. Welcome to another episode of Max Mind and Me. I'm McDonald Metzger and today we are diving into a topic that many of you have asked about finding that perfect business idea. If you've ever felt stuck in the brainstorming phase, unsure of where to start, then you are in the right place. Let's unravel the mystery of discovering your ideal business concept or idea. Like you, I've struggled a lot in the past before I even started uh, my first business. Um, thinking about a lot of different ideas every day, coming up with different ideas. Um, some I follow through and some I don't. Um, but before we jump in, uh, let me share a bit about my own journey. I first remember the days of uh, just sitting down. Sometimes I keep track of, of them in a notebook. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes they're just in my head. But I will have countless notebooks uh, just filled with ideas. Some were brilliant and some were not so, so much brilliant or great ideas. Um, but the fact that I kept track of every one of them, including before uh, Poo I don't know if you've heard about Poo uh, if, before that was a thing, I still have a product in my bathroom that I was making uh, because I was thinking like, well, what if you went to your mother-in-law's place and you wanted to use the bathroom or to your friend's place and it was a small, tight little place and the bathroom was pro probably close to the living room or close to the dining room and you had to um, go to the restroom and you probably did number two. Um, and then you worried about um, what the outcome of that would be in the rest of the, the small 200 square foot space. And I said, you know, you could develop something where it's a powder, it's a spray, it's an ornament, something you can pour into the toilet before using it um, that would kill um, whatever bacteria or chemicals or leftovers in your excrement. Or whatever you dumped in there. Um, I started working on it, never followed through on creating it. And a few years later, boom, there are products on the market like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's just, just one of the struggles I, I had then. Uh, but I think finding the right business idea is a journey. It's okay to not have all the answers from the get-go. So, um, I want to work with you to kick off your journey today. Today should be your start, if you haven't already started, to figuring out what you want to do with your life. Starting your own business. Let's kick off this journey together.
The first step is understanding your passions. What lights you up? What could you talk about for hours and hours and hours without getting tired? Your business idea should align with your passions. Because, let's face it, you'll be investing a lot of your time in it, spending hours and hours and hours trying to make things work. Uh, people will be calling you late that night. Things will be breaking down, depending on what kind of business you do. But it's a lot of time investment. It's a lot of time investment. It's a lot of money investment. It's a lot of time investment. It's a lot of taking away time from your friends and your family and the things that are important to you or really important to you. I mean, I know the business is also important, right? But there are those other things that were there before the, the business idea came up. So you should consider all these other things. Um, so list down the things you love, things you're curious about. And let's see where those passions could lead us. Now let's talk about uh, problems. Every successful business addresses a problem or a need. What challenges have you faced in your own life or observed around you? Consider how your skills or interests could provide a solution. Some of us are creative people. Some of us are people who are good at um, management. Um, some people are good at things that are mechanical. Some of us are good at cooking. <laughs> um, so whatever gift um, that you have or the things that excite you, how can you put that into um, a business idea that could uh, provide a solution to problems around you? Consider how your skills or interest could provide a solution. Sometimes the best ideas emerge from addressing real-life problems. Real-life problems all around you. From the bus stop to the restaurant to even in your own home, in your kitchen, in your living room, there are problems every day. So, for example, a few years back also I was thinking about Every now and then, we are losing remotes, right? We have probably five or six different remotes in the living room. And every now and then, we cannot find it. We don't know what happened to them. And I was like, whoa, what if there was something, what if it was a magnet that you can tag onto these different remotes that can track them in real time where they are in my living room? And today, a few years again, there are products. Um... To help you organize your remotes. There you go. When you have these business ideas, you have to act on them as soon as possible because there are millions and millions and millions of people out there who are having these similar problems every day and they're working around the clock trying to figure out how to solve them. Next up, let's evaluate your skills and strength. What are you exceptionally good at? It could be a technical skill, a soft skill, or a combination of both. Your unique strengths could be the foundation 
for a business idea that sets you apart. Well, it's time to put on our detective hats. Let's talk about research in the market. What industries are booming right now? What are people looking for but not finding? Dive into online forums. Read industry reports. Keep an eye on emerging trends. Market research can unveil golden opportunities. Talk to people in your circle, people who you know. Um, people in your community, people in your church, um, in your little, little uh, social groups that you have, whether it's a men's group, women's group, whatever group you have. You go to the grocery store every day, talk to people you meet in the line. If they have a minute to to explore, to talk about uh, what made them interested in doing, making a certain business decision or buying a specific product. Whatever uh, that will help you get answers to some of the many, many, many questions you have. So once you've done um, a little bit of a market research, it will be time now to sit down, grab a pen and paper, and put all of those potential ideas down on paper. This is after your research, right? You, you try to narrow them down because you may have a lot of different ideas. So the next step is really trying to narrow them down. Consider the feasibility, your level of interest, and the potential impact of each idea. It's about finding that sweet spot where passion, problem solving, and market demand intersect. Here is a short clip from uh, Dan Mattel. Uh, he's a YouTuber, and you can follow him at Dan Mattel on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm going to uh, share a short clip here where Dan talks about how to come up with winning business ideas using these nine strategies. Um, you can also follow Dan on YouTube. Just search for Dan Mattel. Maybe you're in a position where you're working nine to five and you're like, I want to do something, but I don't know the right ideas to work on. Or you might have a bunch of ideas, but I feel like maybe they're not the right ones and I need to figure out if there's other strategies to come up with even more. That's what I'm going to cover in this video. You know, when I was getting going, 17 years old, wanting to be an entrepreneur. And I, I guess my motivation was really like, I just didn't feel like I was going to be employable. Like I didn't think anybody would want to have me around. I had to come up with ideas. And this is truthfully the first business idea. And I, and I say it in air quotes because um, I'm not sure it was very legal and it was definitely, but it made money. So that's, that's my filter, that it was a product I built that people paid for. And it was a simple idea. It was, you know, back in the day when I was starting off, I had a computer and I had a DVD burner or a CD burner. And a lot of friends would come over to look at my list of music that I had purchased legally online and create their mix CD for their girlfriend, you know, whatever. And it was just like, frustrating that they would be in my house on my computer doing this process of going through hundreds of songs and making those lists to eventually burn. So what I did is I said, look, there's got to be a better way. I'm going to instead create a simple application, a simple tool that sits on their computer that connects up to the internet, downloads all the songs that I have with the length they are, because really it was like, okay, how many songs can I put for the amount of space on the CD? And it would let them create their playlist, and then when they were done, it would send over the order in 20 bucks. Well, it didn't take the money. They just gave me the cash when I gave them the CD. That was the first 
product or idea I ever came up with. And it was really just solving my own problem. And a lot of you guys are saying, well, I'm not technical, Dan. I could never build something like that. These ideas, these strategies I'm gonna share with you, nine different ones, is to give you the opportunity to just be creative. Think about different industries. Think about your skills, how those could be applied. Um, talking to the right people to get more ideas. That's what we're gonna cover. So the first one is um, talk to customers. I think that there's a difference of just asking your friends, is this a good idea, versus going to the mall and seeing somebody walk out of a store and just say, hey, do you have a few minutes? I'd love to talk to you about this um, industry, this problem, this, this purchase you just made. And yeah, some people can be like, I'm too busy, I can't talk to you. But you'd be surprised how many people be like, yeah, you know, what, 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 how can I answer your questions? And you can do the same thing at the farmer's market. Go to the farmer's market, stand at the door. People go in, they walk out with product, and you go like, do you, do you mind if I ask a few questions about you know, the vegetables you just bought? I'm thinking of starting this new kind of food truck for organic vegetables, whatever it is. But you talk to real people that have spent money. Here's why, is those people are qualified. You know, they've actually proven they had the problem, spent the money, and now you're getting their advice on how could that process have been easier for you. So talk to paying customers, not to people just asking for good ideas. Second one is mix and match. Okay, now this is gonna sound crazy because again, this is not just for software entrepreneurs, and that's my background. This is for anybody. Just go to the hardware store and look at the different, you know, look on look in an aisle and say, is there an opportunity to take this product and mix it with something else? And you're going, really, Dan, that's the idea. Um, I still remember the first time I saw a nightlight that also had a USB charger built into it, right? You go look on Kickstarter, uh, a site for crowdfunding different business ideas, and there are so many examples of taking two or three different use cases and putting them together into one physical product. So I call that the mix and match. And really, these strategies I'm sharing with you is just to get the juices flowing, to be more creative, to, to be the idea person so it's not about like, you know, I only have one idea or I have no ideas. It's I've got dozens, 20s, 30 different things that I think could be an opportunity. Then it's to, to filter them down into the right one. Right now, we're just talking about volume, not quality. Um, the next one is interview big companies. Here's the reasoning behind that is big companies usually plan their year uh, or their strategies, their work for the next 16 months, two years, right? So they have that kind of vision of what their challenges are today, what they're gonna build in the future. And if you talk to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 different big companies, you might start to see patterns. And first thing the people do when I share that strategy, they go, well, Dan, why would a big company talk to me? Pretend you're a journalist, maybe make it real. You could reach out to them and say, hey, I'm working on this blog post for this media outlet and I'd love to ask you about your marketing strategies, the way you execute your sales strategy. Maybe it's the way you manage your infrastructure. Maybe it's the way you buy a certain type of product. And at the end of it, I'm gonna put together the research and then publish it, but I'm also gonna give you first access to it. That's a great way to actually learn from a big company. So before you dismiss it, that's the approach. And yeah, some of them are gonna say no, they're not gonna respond, but the ones that do are gonna give you a gold mine of information to come up with really neat ideas for a business idea that you could pursue. The next one is searching online. When I think of you know, uh, great ideas, usually people have the pain and they're asking their friends online about a solution. So you could act, check this out, on Twitter, just search the term, is there an app for, in double quotes, on the search, and you will see a bunch of tweets of people asking for different apps for different pains that they're having in their life. I mean, you could use an advanced search operator on Google 
for forums. So forums is a place where people go and talk about different topics from cars to do-it-yourself home stuff to you know food. And you can actually search just the forums to see if anybody's talking about the pain or idea that you might be having to see if there's anything else that might come up. Searching online, blog posts, comments using Discuss, uh, there's an endless. Going on Quora, which is a Q&A you know, question and answer site, endless. Endless opportunity for you to look at people talking about real pains in their life and, and also see how people have solved them to see if there's an opportunity for you to build a business around it. The next one is to be asking what's next. You know, I come from the technology world and innovation, but this is true for any industry, right? Wherever you're at, you can look and say, what's next? What's coming next? You could do the research on that. You know, in the software world, there's a, a presentation given every year by a woman named Mary Meeker that talks about the internet trends. And in that presentation, she shows the research, the data, the trend lines, on exactly what's coming over the next 15, 50 years. And you can easily plot and say, oh yeah, I could see how that could be a big thing. And again, we're just looking for quantity of ideas. It could just give you a bunch of different um, areas to then investigate deeper. So asking yourself what next, I think is really big. The next one is your frustrations. Okay, now if you are a happy Zen person that never gets frustrated with anybody and you're happy all the time, this one's gonna be tough because I'm gonna ask you to turn on your frustration radar where you start thinking about when you're out and you're maybe getting a car wash or paying for a bill with some friends or you know, um, you know, picking up a new product to solve a problem at your house, whatever it is, um, just write these ideas down. You know, James Altucher is, is famous for you know, sharing his strategy of every day writing down 10 different ideas for himself and for other people that he cares about, advisors, mentors, et cetera, and just sharing those ideas with them so he starts working that idea muscle. And I think that the best place to start is your frustration. So that's, that's a big strategy. The next one is new field, same skills. Here's how that works is you probably have a skill. Maybe you're a designer, maybe you're, um, you know, you're a manager, maybe you're a marketer. And there's probably other industries or fields of study that you could apply your skills to that don't really have a lot of new ideas around that. And you could just start talking to those industries with your existing skill set and domain expertise to see if there's ideas for a business in there. So I like that one a lot. And then the other one is industries with no innovation. You know, my brother comes from the construction, construction industry, so he started and there was literally, it was building a house was still done the way it had been done 50 years prior. And what he did is brought a lot of innovation, both in how he operated and he managed the, 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 the list of contractors and subcontractors uh, and his team, but also the way he communicated and he sold to customers. So I think there's a great opportunity of just looking and asking yourself, what are the, the, the slowest growing innovative industries and how can we bring a bit of um, um, new innovation to those sectors? I think that's a great opportunity. The next one, um, I think that's just a big idea is cheaper versions of something that's existing. You know, if you look at Uber, which is now a $90 billion company, um, if you don't know what that is, it's probably because it's been you know, kicked out of your city. But it's uh, ordering you know, a car on demand. It's, it's kind of like a taxi app. But you know, their vision was always to make it cheaper than taking public transportation. Yes, it started with black cars, then it went to UberX, but now they're doing Uber Pool, which is showing, um, teaching people a new behavior where you're sharing you know, the, the taxi or the car with other people you know, that are going in the same destination. But cheaper versions of more expensive options today, there's a lot of companies that do that. I mean, a lot of innovation, I would argue, 
starts there, where it's, it's cheaper than the existing incumbent, but, and a lot of people dismiss it because it's almost like, like not real and it doesn't have the real big features that this thing has, it's not robust, but over time it keeps iterating, iterating, and getting better, better, and better, and eventually disrupts it. So cheaper versions of something existing. And the last one that I have for you is finding a new growth niche. You know, uh, one of my favorite examples, I mean, look at yoga back in the day with Lululemon. Lululemon was like, okay, we wanna make um, clothing that is for active and day wear, so it's not just like I, I wear it to go to the gym. And they, they kind of looked at yoga, yoga's new kind of ascension in the market and said, we wanna be the, the clothing for the yoga studios. And sure, people bought it that never, never ever did yoga. Same thing with CrossFit, right? CrossFit is this, this crazy movement in the fitness and health space that's grown like almost double every year. And if you have, let's say a booking software or a supplement or even a t-shirt or um, kettlebells or whatever it is, and you, you know, kind of tag on to the CrossFit, that's a huge opportunity for great new ideas. That was a short clip from uh, Dan Mattel talking about uh, sharing some strategies, nine strategies on uh, coming up with winning business ideas. Not just business ideas, but winning business ideas. And I hope you learn a lot uh, from from Dan. Um, let me know if you like it, um, but also uh, follow Dan on uh, YouTube and uh, Instagram and Twitter. So before we wrap up, let's uh, affirm your journey. Repeat after me. I'm open to discovering my perfect business idea. I trust the process and the right concept will review itself. Let's do that again. I'm open to discovering my perfect business idea. I trust the process and the right concept will review itself. Now that you've done that, it's time for action. Pick one idea from your list and create a simple action plan. What's the first step you can take today? Like Dan said, business is a creative sport. You have to be using your mind and the limited resources, both human and capital, to play this sport. You cannot play it from the sidelines. You have to be actively involved in the sport itself. There's no time uh, better uh, to start a business than, than starting today. So get to it and get working on it. Um, I should say, uh, before we close that, which I should have said in the beginning, that when I first started actually um, talking about businesses and trying to start a business, I went for many, many, many different ideas. I wanted to start a staffing company. I registered one here in Minnesota called Med Staffing. That did not take off. I'm like, oh, there's too many staffing companies because I didn't do a lot of research. Um, in the market, the market was overly saturated with staffing companies and these big box or big uh, uh, staffing agencies, I mean, to break into the market would have been really challenging with the little capital I had. So I went with, okay, well, let me clean this. Everybody need a house cleaner. First, I started with 3M Concierge, like helping seniors, you know, go into the grocery store, getting stuff for them and delivering it. I did that. I had a few customers, but because of the rights issues, uh, naming, 
there's a company called 3M, uh, which is also in Minnesota. Um, the ads that I changed the name, even though 3M were, were three three M's were the my initials, but they had the 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 right to the name 3M. So I had to change that name. Um, I turned it into Quick Runs, uh, which was a perfect name, Quick Runs. And so I was under that name. We were running errands for seniors, um, but that quickly metamorphosed into cleaning business. So we went from doing that into because we saw the need. Most seniors needed a house clean, um, even busy people who who never had the time to clean their homes. Um, so that took off. We did cleaning uh, for almost two years. We had eleven employees. Um, from that we went to doing a. We bought a gym, a franchise, Snap Fitness franchise, uh, from Snap Fitness. Uh, we went into uh, home health care, which is what we are still doing today. But outside of that, in my own professional, uh, or outside of the business as an, as an entrepreneur, what I, I do on the side, I have started a couple of uh, consulting businesses in Africa, in Kenya, um, Rwanda most recently, and Liberia. And that company is called Global Inclusive Development Advisors, GIDA. Um, visit us at www.gidadvisors.com. Uh, so that's that's one thing out of the many, many, many ideas that I come up with every day. GIDA Advisors is, is one of them. And I'm working on, on, on finding different strategies to, again, doing my market research in the countries where I have registered GIDA Advisors. Um, to, to start finding some clients. Something else I started recently uh, is called Climate Inclusion International. Um, I've, I've noticed a lot of the conversations about climate change are not including people with disabilities. It's not, they're not having people with disabilities at the table uh, in terms of the, the climate action plans that they're developing. And so Climate Inclusion International, I have a, a, a Twitter page um, with, with um, a decent amount of followers right now. Um, and so if you're listening to this around Twitter, search for Climate Inclusion International and follow us. But it's really including people with disabilities uh, in, in the advocacy for climate action, having them on the table, having them participating in decisions and conversations about climate action. In Liberia, where I come from, in West Africa, I also have uh, right now um, an online um, job search site. People always say, well, there are not a lot of jobs. That's true. But we're trying to get people into the mindset of uh, using online platforms to find jobs. It's technology that's driving the world today. Even doing this podcast today, <laughs> I'm using technology to share it with you, um, even to record it, using a computer, using a Adobe software, um it's technology, right? So I don't want our people to be left behind. So LiberianJobs.com, all one word, LiberianJobs.com um, is where uh, if you like to post a job for people in Liberia, you can go to LiberianJobs.com. It's free. It's really free, 100% free. You don't have to pay a dime. And applicants can, or can, and prospective uh, candidates or job seekers can can find you and apply to the job that you are advertising. We also have about twenty thousand plus followers on. Uh, it's a group. 
librarian jobs group on Facebook uh, with about 20 plus thousand people who are members of that group. Um, jobs are shared daily. Local jobs in Liberia are shared daily um, in that group and people apply as well. So these are just many, many different ideas I've had over the years. And some of them I've put into action and some I've not put into action. I'm like you, right? <laughs> um, I'm like you. So um, it's not perfect. And I'm not asking you for perfection. But I, I just know that um, you can do this. And uh, together well, we can make it happen. I want to thank you for joining me on this quest uh, to finding your business idea. Remember, it's a journey, not a destination. Embrace the exploration phase. Trust your instincts and know that your perfect idea is just waiting to be uncovered. Until next time, this is McDonald Metzger signing off. Happy Holidays. Thank you.